Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jax Ranger Show, and I am very, very happy to be joined with a co-owner of the Chicago Hounds. He is our Chicago correspondent, Phil Groves. Phil, how the hell are you? I'm damn good tonight, Phil. Excellent, excellent. Glad to hear it. How's the weather there in Chicago? Well, we're good. We're you know we're above freezing now. We had a little bit last week, so oh, yeah. you know the rain has stopped. So you know, you know it's we're it's balmy here now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it was like 50 degrees here, which is not normal for this time of year. So we everybody enjoyed that for sure. I, the snow's melting away, and I'm sure we're going to get tons more before it's all said and done. But it's uh, it's nice to have a little break uh, in the freezing temperatures with uh, exactly. up to 50 for sure. It feels tropical here in New England right now. Uh, I did want to go over our sponsor this evening. Uh, this and every episode is sponsored by Inkify. Inkify does t-shirts, embroidery, and patches. Guys, if you're looking for t-shirts, you can do no worse. You can do no better, actually, than our friends at Inkify. Uh, they do a fantastic job. They're actually on uh, on Route 1 on your way to Gillette Stadium. Stop by, let Carlos know that TJR, TJRS sent you, and you'll get 15% off your entire order of t-shirts, patches, or anything embroidered. If you need that stuff, go to Inkify. They're the folks to do all of that stuff, and you will not regret it. Trust me on that. That is your Uncle Baby Philly giving you that guarantee recommendation. So, Phil, let's talk about the Chicago Hounds. That, that is the purpose of you being on here tonight. You're a yeah. uh, Chicago correspondent. I wanted to ask you about the kits that came out just recently. You know, we got that um, Kappa drop that we were all anticipating. It's no longer, of course, Paladin here. It's it's Kappa mm -hmm. is the, yeah. uh, the kit sponsor. And, um, you know, what was your impressions of just all of the actual kits that dropped? I mean, a lot of people were really, really impressed with Chicago. A lot of people have Chicago as if, if not their top, then in like their top three, which I think is a testament to you guys getting it right with the kits. But who's your favorites? Uh, well, the kit is fantastic. I was down in our stadium today. I looked at it. We got the first 87 boxes of it. Wow. Um, so very impressive. Yep. Um, I've only got one piece. Yeah, I've got a jacket. Uh, we're last in line, you know, after the players and then <laughs> taking inventory to sell. But but really excited. It's, it's really nice quality stuff that the boy and more boy, the boys are very excited. You know, Good. there's some great stuff. Um, obviously, you know, we love our, our kit um, and the colors. But I would say, you know, most people I talk to, honestly, I you know, put the free jacks up there as yep. the one other than the hounds that they'd like to buy. Sure. Um, the look is really good. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, red, white, and blue for, for in the Midwest. That that's you know, people like that. So obviously, sure. we really like it. Uh, the other one that jumped out at me, you know, I, I just I like Utah. I like I like the, okay. their stripes. I, I think it's a nice nice story behind it. Yeah, you know, a lot of community stuff they got built in there, so it's really nice. But overall, I think people are going to be very excited with the kit um, this year. I think mm -hmm. the, the 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 offerings are going to be better, you know, or more broader for for people to buy online and stuff like that, and at the stadium. So. That's exciting. We saw some of the uh, training kits being uh, being shown off by players across the league now that preseason has started up, and the Free Jacks have some really, really good ones. I saw um, uh, Dallas's looks pretty good, too. I like the way that they're incorporating that star. Obviously, that's uh, iconic in the yeah. state of Texas, that's, that lone star. So I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that. You know, obviously, the Cowboys made that famous, but yeah. it's kind of cool that they're also embracing that. Of course, the stars there, Dallas yeah. stars. So, yeah, all of that, very, very good. Uh, it's yeah, very it's important for your branding. You know, yeah. We've got that dog everywhere for us, and we got our oh, hounds yeah. tooth colors. Uh, yeah. So I think it's really important, and the teams that have that type of branding probably mm -hmm. sell more. So Yeah. Yeah. 
that's hard to disagree with. Like, if you have a specific hardcore brand that you're pushing out into the world, I think people embrace that more so than just obscure logos or soulless names. I mean, that's an entirely different conversation. Yes. But uh, yeah. You know, speaking of which, my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, was recently announced as the 12th MLR franchise joining the league this season, which surprised a lot of people here in 2024. A team funded by MLR, owners like yourself, uh, USA Rugby and World Rugby is mainly the, the major uh, stakeholder there to develop young USA talent, which is all very well and good. I mean, it's very, very encouraging stuff. That's exactly what we want as uh, the World Cup approaches in 27 and then going forward in 31. That's the crucial one for the United States of America, of course, making sure that we get out of our group and, and, and have a good showing and not just lose all of our games like we're accustomed to doing, unfortunately. So that's very, very encouraging stuff. I mean, we saw the logo and the branding and the name. I'm not thrilled with any of that. I like the color scheme, but that's about it. What's your thoughts about Charlotte? Oh, I think it's it's a fantastic addition, um, not only for the league, but, you know, more importantly for rugby in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, obviously the short term, it gives, you know, gives us 12 teams in the league, two different conferences. So, we're in yes. the East. so selfishly, I like that because it gives me another excuse to go visit my two kids who live, two older kids who live in Boston. Yeah, I went to college. So um, so that's great. But I think, it, you know, two divisions like that helps establish longer term rivalries, playing someone yes. twice in a year. So I think that's just good for the league. But, you know, I, again, more importantly, I think really, you know, USA Rugby, this is this is what we need to build up for 2027, 2031. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, you know, having Scott still involved is really, really crucial. And, yes, yes. Um, you know, I had the really good opportunity to get to know him last year during the season because he came to some games. And, you know, the, the Hounds are one of the supporters of USA Rugby. So he was there at the Portugal game, got to meet him with a lot of the players. And really his vision for where, where it's going is, is really great. And I think people should be really excited that, that someone like that really is involved and pushing it. So I think it's great for the league and, and nothing else. It gives more players, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in an unfortunate circumstance where we lost two teams. You know, this yeah. gives another 35 boys a chance to play, uh, which is, and they'll be, I think, predominantly American boys, if not 100%. So really, I think it's a win for everybody. It's really unfortunate how some of these things unfolded. But, um, you know, I think it's better for this team to be in the MLR than be in the SLR again as the Hawks. I think the competition's better. I think it gives uh, more opportunity to get clusters of players playing together. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, Uruguay and Chile – got so good in the last yeah. few years. They played in the SLR. They played the same guys, 10, 12, 15 games in a season going into the, the qualifiers. Um, and, and the results speak for themselves. You know, those teams yeah. 10 years ago, we wouldn't even have them in the conversation. So right. I think this says, look, you know, whatever happened, happened. We didn't make it. We're going to make the next one. We're going to host the one after that. And then, you know, then it's on autopilot. We're going to do every year. You know, we'll be qualifying because we're going to win enough games. We don't have to requalify. I mean, I right. everyone's goal. Never have to qualify again. So, yeah, it makes me think of when I was at the World Cup in uh, England in 2020. What was it? 2015. 15? Yes, I was there. And, you know, just being a, a very confident American, you know, I was talking to all of my uh, English hosts that the, the Airbnb, I was like, oh, we'll be unstoppable in 10 years. Nobody will be able to beat us. You know, that hasn't really come to fruition. Unfortunately, we had a glimmer there when we beat Scotland, uh, our first tier one nation win. And I was actually at that game there. Down Houston, in Houston. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yes, sir. Uh, great moment for USA Rugby. And then it kind of things have got not gone as well as we had have hoped. But hopefully this type of investment with USA Rugby and World Rugby into a major league 
rugby franchise where yeah. all of these young players are going to be playing with each other, building that chemistry and cohesion, much like what you're talking about Chile and Uruguay have done down there. Um, hopefully that will you know, reap benefits in the future for sure. Let's rewind back uh, yeah. to 2023 in MLR. What was your overall impressions of your Chicago Hounds season? Um, well, first, I think um, overall we were really positive about it. I mean, you know, we got the franchise two months before we started. We were still signing players, you know, the week before the game. So I think our CEO, James English, did a, a phenomenal job with a very short runway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we, we, we didn't have the depth in the beginning of the year just because we couldn't get it. And I think, you know, by the second half of the year, you know, we played well. I mean, we won the last two games on the road. We had a few other games that were tight. I mean, we played you guys tight there. Yeah. You know, we had, you know, a kick bounce off the upright. We lost on the last play of the game to Houston at Houston after being down big. So I think we came out of that season, you know, as thinking we're the best three and 13 team in the history of the world. Nice. So strong. Uh, we felt we had a nucleus. You know, we had the right staff, we had the right coach. Um, and it, it, for us, it's just a matter of time. You know, we rebuild, we reload, make some tweaks. And, you know, you give us a whole year to prepare. And you, you know, watch out. And, yeah. um, you know, we did that in two months, you know, literally, you know, we, you know, we were still signing stadium deals right up there. So it's good. You know, so we've worked out all that stuff. We're glad we, we, we didn't wait a year to join the league, you know, like, you know, Miami did, because mm-hmm. for us, it, it wouldn't have worked. Everyone's a different situation. But so that was good. So that so on the field, that's the story. I think off the field. You know, we really what we recognize is, you know, the Midwest, is a great place for rugby. So Absolutely. we've got a great fan base. You know, um, great support the games. We, we, you know, having five games in the snow in a row in March, and we still, you know, drew almost 4,000 fans a game. Nice. Um, so we had great support. I think one of our benefits is we have three pitches outside the stadium. So every weekend, you know, our job is to, you know, to fill those things. That's one of my main jobs is to make sure all those pitches are used before our games as lead-ins. Mm-hmm. And even with the cold, we got people to come out and play rugby, you know, in the middle of the snow and then go in the stadium. We expect more this year. We already have bookings. For all the games, uh, three are already sold out. Three fields sold out game day, and we're only in January nice. in terms of people already going there. Yep. Uh, you know, we mix it between the w- WPL team here in town, club mm-hmm. teams. Uh, there's a big college tournament for all the Chicago teams that are playing the college tournament. Illinois Youth Rugby, and we got some other events like coaching events. So, um, But that part never wavered. You know, We got this huge uh, tailgating space. If you've been to our stadium, yep. you, know, you can have 100,000 tailgaters out there. And so we use that well. And so that part was really great. I think the community part was really good. I think, um, you know, we had a lot of fans. Um, if you don't know, the, you know, the Midwest is, is the largest rugby union in the country. We have mm-hmm. the most teams, the most players. Um, so that was good. And then on sort of the community side, you know, we forged our partnership with Pass It Back, which just today became the World Cup's official charity. So nice. it's life skills based, using rugby as life skills to, you know, teaching teamwork and peer pressure and leadership. Uh, through programs, you know, it's it's kind of like school, but there's rugby involved. And so we, nice. we unveiled that for the first time in the U.S. at the uh, championship game. We're going to be working that again. So we're really excited about that because that's something I think it could be a long-term partnership. And, of course, we still support and are working on, you know, um, the Imagine Rugby, which is MLR's rugby program. So we've mm-hmm. just kicked that off, and, you know, this 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 winter, and we'll be, we'll be doing that. So those things, you know, are, are year-round. We're excited about those. So, you know, 3-13, you know, you know, we'll turn that around. That, that, that's just a blip. But the rest, you know, the nucleus of the rest, we're really excited about. 
I mean, listen, as you're saying, the Midwest is a great place for rugby. So it was one of those things that made so much sense to get a franchise there in Chicago. It was one of those things. It was like kind of a glaring omission uh, with the Chicago or any Midwest team not being a part of MLR. So we're so excited that Chicago is now in the league um, as of last year. And, you know, that 3-13, and as you're saying, you guys are probably the best 3-13 and team of all time. Um, and, and I think a lot of people were high on you guys last year, and a lot of those folks are still high on you guys this year with the additions that you've made and that extra year under your belt of getting everything right on the pitch, I think Chicago is going to have a big, big impact this year uh, in MLR for sure. I've got you guys high in the rankings uh, in the regular season when it all shakes out. And we're going to talk about that on Saturday, of course, uh, with the Outriders. So everybody look forward to that. Let's, uh, Let's talk about, you know, Chicago did a fantastic job. I was there at the final, obviously the New England Free Jacks winning the championship, if you guys aren't aware, uh, there in Chicago. Um, And it was just a great city. I'd never been there before, and it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Fantastic tailgating atmosphere there at the final, and I think you guys did a tremendous job at the final. I wish it was there again this year. That would be my personal preference. Middle of the country, east and west, can you know fans can travel to the central there and get it all done as a neutral venue, perhaps. Maybe Chicago actually makes it, and we'll just have to see how that shakes out. But it's unfortunate that it's not going to be there it seems like it's going to be in san diego which i'm not thrilled about of course as a new england fan that's a long way to travel if we happen to get there but yeah. it is what it is i think you guys did a fantastic job that's really my whole point well thank you yeah, we you're welcome we love to host it and you know we're welcoming people in chicago so yeah that's true <laughs> yep i didn't have anybody assault me with a malort that uh you know nobody was asking me. i was so shocked i was like i'm expecting to like have to you know stiff arm people to get the malort out of my face but there was nobody that came up and uh offered it now i know that you're going to probably going to be at the game uh when uh, the new england free jacks are playing your guys uh offering up the malort so i'll definitely have to take a shot or two when we see you up there at fort quincy but you uh, can count on that yes hell yeah we had an unfortunate accident last year where the where the malort uh, fell over and broke before we could fully consume it so um I'm, i'm still recovering from that but but don't worry Accident or conspiracy? Who knows the truth? Exactly. Really? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, let's talk about Sam Harris. I mean, a fantastic coach has proven himself, you know, in Austin, in his stint there. Um, first year didn't shake out the way you guys wanted it to. A lot of things had coming together very quickly there. Chemistry, maybe not 100%. But I, you have to be excited about Sam Harris leading this team in 2024. Oh, we're, we're thrilled with Sam. I mean, everything we thought about Sam did come through last year. I mean, the, the record aside, you know, Sam's a very personal guy. He's the perfect type of person who's not from Chicago, but going to come to Chicago and be an instant Chicagoan. So mm-hmm. that, that's the fans love Sam. Uh, I think he, you know, he, he melds well with, with the, our Midwest culture. You know, you can always see him before the tailgates talking to people. He's out in the community all the time. You know, his family's here, you know, they're all his girls are playing basketball and killing it on the court. So nice. I think, you know, he's a perfect person for us. And, and, you know, he has a certain, you know, personality to him. And I think, that's reflected in the team. I think um, mm-hmm. he has a, you know, a very strong work ethic. You could tell he's, he's no nonsense uh, when it's there, but he, but he's also can turn it on when it's, when it's time to be in the community. So I think sure. that when you see what's going on with the team, the players and the chemistry on the team, you know, that starts at Sam and it works its way down. And I think uh, we're really, really excited for it. And so yeah. you, we couldn't be more thrilled with Sam. 
I mean, you guys are very, very fortunate to have him as your head coach for sure. I'm sure he is going to lead that team to great successes in the future. I truly believe that. I mean, you, I, I can't remember the name of it, but Austin had a documentary similar to the Free Jacks, I think a season prior, that kind of went over all the behind-the-scenes stuff that he does to make his team successful. And, you know, just watching that and seeing um, um, Austin's success previously, it really made me think, well, he's one of the best coaches in MLR, so you guys got a good one for sure. Um, let's talk about some of the youth developments that's taking place there in Chicago. I know you guys are very, very excited about the Academy. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we didn't get to start the Academy during the season because running it in parallel was impossible, but, uh, fortunately, you know, the division one season runs in the fall in, right. in Chicago, like it does for you. So yep. we were able to start up in the fall and, you know, kind of leverage on the fact that, you know, there are 10 division one teams in the Midwest draw players from that where there's, you know, 25 division two teams. So we have a lot of talent Incredible. and a lot of people. Yeah. And so we're able to kind of, you know, harness that uh, our coaches stayed in town. So, you know, they were there to coach the Academy and, 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 and really see a lot of the teams playing. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, you know, really the, the, what came out of it is that, uh, is that, um, you know, five of those players already have Hound senior contracts. Five nice. more are in camp right now in training, fighting for a contract. And, you know, one's already on the Charlotte team. So, you know, 11 guys out of 20-something who are already there is pretty good. You know, a lot of the other ones might need another year or two to season. Um, you know, they keep playing Division One rugby. I think, um, you know, St. Louis has a very good Division One team. They're in the Final Four. So, I think, you know, they're keeping their guys now. But but those are guys on that team. There's a lot of great players on that team that will find their way in the MLR. I'm certain of that. So, mm -hmm. you know, so that part's good. And that, that was just one, one, one go at it. And I think – You'll see some more stuff happen in the spring to keep that sort of momentum going. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're really excited about that because, um, you know, also the, you know, the Midwest has the Thunderbird program, which mm -hmm. is, you know, right now probably the preeminent union-driven all-star team. Right. Um, Lawrence is a graduate of that. It's been around a long time. It's produced a lot of Division you know, one and, and um, USA players. And so they do a great job. And so I wouldn't say it's a feeder team specifically, but it's a feeder team in that we're looking for the people that they put on that team are people we're looking at immediately for the academy. And, and, Absolutely. and you know, our union is a very organized and well-run union. Perfect. Um, and so they do a great job. So that's a big benefit to us. So we'll be working heavily on that, um, continue that progress. So we're very excited for all that, you know. Yeah, as you're saying, you know, it's a hotbed of rugby, so it makes yeah. sense for you guys to establish that academy and look for that talent to bring them through uh, on the junior hounds and kind of work their way up through the pathway and eventually become hounds. And like you're saying, there's already guys that are uh, involved in that process and are getting contracts with the Chicago Hounds, which is very, very encouraging stuff yeah. um, for sure. So we look to see that in the future as a, as a major way to attract and develop talent in this country. I mean, obviously, it's all well and good to pull internationals, whether they be young up and coming guys in the um, NPR or NPC, excuse me, or getting older guys that are, you know, getting close to retirement age. That's all well and good to help the younger guys you know, and also just, you know, yeah. elevate the profile of this league. But the way that we make this thing a success is to create and develop talent um, uh, in our youth programs. So, yeah, that's very, very good stuff for sure. Uh, Chicago picked up two New York and Toronto players in the dispersal draft. Talk about those guys. Uh, yeah, I think you're referring to uh, Nate and Brad from New York and, and Mason and Lucas from Toronto. Yep. Um, and if you had Butcher, you know, got the fearsome fivesome because, you know, we got Butcher outside of that. So, yeah. you know, nothing else, that's a haul. Yeah. And, and frankly, sure. uh, we're just so excited for it. First of all, you know, we're sad of the demise of the teams. It put a lot of players in of a tough spot, you know. Um, so you really feel for them. I think 
the league did is, is and the union got you know got as much as they could get done as fast as possible to get them repositioned yeah. um and so they're there so um that that that's adding to competitiveness overnight so really we're really happy about that i mean those are five guys who played a lot of games who started a lot of games mm-hmm. and they're now in there fighting for position i was down at the stadium right. yesterday and one of them said to me you know you know i got to fight for a job and i've been starting you know and that's mm-hmm. his position he, he says i got to come in and earn my spot and yep. so um so I think it's good. A lot of those guys, you know, I had known some of them from from watching USA games, you know, and but but it's you know really there. You know, I think that's that's there. I think, um, you know, part of you know the excitement of the season is you know we got a lot of new guys and uh, you know, but the chemistry is gelling really fast. So I was I said not the stadium today. We got eighty seven boxes of stuff, and I think the entire team was there moving boxes because it got delivered at one part of the stadium which is not where it was supposed to be. So <laughs> get their own cars. We're moving boxes to the other room and, Love you know, that. all these kids. So it's exciting because here's the official uniform was in one of the boxes. So, you know, yep. when you get that out there and it smells new and you can actually hold it up, say, this is our uniform this year. It's, you know, the reality sets in and yep. but you can see the players are just so tight. And then, you know, uh, so we're really excited. You know, we've got a lot of new guys in a hurry, but, you know, these guys know each other. They played yeah. together. And, you know, I've yet to find any player who says they don't like some other player. Right. You know, you know, yeah. they may they might not like playing against them, you know, but off the field, none of it. So the chemistry is really going quickly. Is 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 much better than I would have expected to have so many new guys. So. Absolutely, that's one of those things. Is team bonding is so important. That's one of the things that the Freezex have done very very successfully yeah. is that whole mini team environment. So a competition within the MLR competition where you've got players, you know, that are just creating bonding scenarios within the locker room, and that definitely mm-hmm. helps because those guys love each other. I was there at the award ceremony. Everybody's going to be thinking that listen to the, me all the time. Oh, you're going to tell this story again? Yes, I am. Uh, the Freezex had you know their end of the year award ceremony, and everybody was clapping and hooting and hollering for every single person that won. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, these guys really, really love each other and they're ready to go to war for each other. And that's exactly what we saw in that final with that one-point victory. I think it was one of those things that kind of pushed us ahead, just barely a nose um, over uh, San Diego. It's those guys just really believed in the messages they were hearing in the locker room and also just loved each other. So I think that really helps. And I guess I'm just maybe sentimental, yeah. but I believe in that sort of stuff. I think it's well, definitely is so important. I mean, yeah. I went to all our away games, so – you know, not, not just to watch a team, but kind of see how other teams do their things. And mm-hmm. I noticed, you know, there were certain teams that, you know, after the game was over, there was no chemistry. The players weren't hanging out. They weren't right. that. I mean, in Boston, we were there. Those guys were hanging out. And, you know, they were together. Just some other teams. I won't name them, but, you know, they, they weren't hanging out together. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a direct correlation to who was playing well together and did well. And, and those who, you know, really had strong teams on paper, but, you know, yep. didn't go as well as they should and it's it's very interesting i mean the chemistry really makes a big deal yeah. and um we're trying to build that there again it starts with sam works its way down but um Absolutely. i think i think you, you 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 know you hit the nail on the head you find a team to do things together um or the boys do things together i'm not really running around with them but uh, but you know it is <laughs> yes, maybe sir. after the game but you know not during right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you mentioned is, you know, depth is so important in competition amongst uh, positions. Iron sharpens iron for sure. So, you know, yeah. the guy that you were talking to it was a guaranteed starter on a previous team coming into Chicago with a lot of great talent. That's not the case. So he's going to work extra harder to make sure that his name is on the team sheet every single week. So that always that always helps is that iron sharpens iron mentality. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you know, the departures, are there any key departures in, you know, Chicago, obviously every single team in MLR has to deal with departures and have retention issues with this league, but what's Chicago looking like? 
Yeah, well, I guess, you know, it's sad to see anybody leave, especially you get to know them and they're good people. So uh, we had an interesting mix of departures. I mean, we have three that went to San Diego. Okay. We have four that are now in Charlotte. And right. one, one's in Miami. Uh, so that's eight eight potential reunions as we see them, you know, this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, you know, Chris, Hugh, and, and Matei, who are in San Diego, you know, that's a great team. So, yep. you know, so when you have your departures going to one of the finalists last year, want to take, okay, well, we, we obviously had some quality players here last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but you can't keep everybody, um, you know, not every person's playing style fits necessarily with what, what you're doing on the field. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's personal choices of where people go, but but those are great players. And, you know, four guys in Charlotte, frankly, are going to play more in Charlotte than they probably would have played anywhere else. And, right. and you know, I spoke to a couple of them, um, you know, a couple of them actually played in, on my, in my club. And not on my my side, I'm on a lower side, but 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 you know, but I got to know them, so they're really excited that you know they're 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 going to play a lot more, and they got to yeah. develop. And I think you know they're they're great, and the guy in Miami will probably play more there than he than he would have here. So I think so it's bittersweet, but but you're happy for them, and none of them left angry or sad. You know, it just you know they know it's a it's a business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of them have bounced around the league. You know, other things. You know, we got a lot of guys from Austin who had you know had, had that 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 issue. So, mm -hmm. but we got there. So we were happy for him. Um, we had a few retirements. Um, you know, Duke, you know, retired back to Malaysia. Fortunately, I'm going to get to actually play with him in, in Hong Kong in April. So, um, nice. so it's pretty good. He's working with our, our pass it back partner in, um, in Malaysia. So he's, he's still in the family, so to speak. We're still working on the same sort of charity stuff together. Very good. So, um, yeah. So we're, we're excited. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just it's bound to happen, whether it be retirements mm -hmm. or, you know, got players getting a different opportunity, maybe go outside of the league or go to another team. So you just wish them well. Yeah. You know, we, the Free Jacks have had some famous ones uh, leave our ranks, like uh, Bodine Waka, obviously a yeah. huge name in this league, MVP previously, uh, not returning to the Free Jacks this year, just like previous years. Who knows if he'll make it back onto the squad before the end of the season? Yeah. To see <laughs> shenanigans there for the playoffs yeah you just right. see for the playoffs <laughs> yeah. yeah bolster the squad a little yeah. bit you know if it's as long as it's within the rules i mean there's no yeah. harm no foul but uh That's yeah right you know, we got Joel Hintz, who's now playing for the Sharks down there in Durban, yeah. I believe it is. Um, so, I mean, yeah. that's pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, that's he's, good rugby. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. He's doing a fantastic job down there. One of our favorites that we'll miss. And, of course, Joe Johnston, one of the heart and soul players of the New England Free Jacks. Didn't get a lot of minutes always on the Free Jacks, but was one of those glue guys that held everything together in the locker room and just exemplified everything about being a Free Jack. We're going to miss him so, so much. But let's talk about the new signings. I mean, there's quite a few of them that are very, very exciting. You've mentioned a couple couple of them previously yeah. but let's just go over to some of those that the rangers the free jacks fans should be aware of yeah well obviously you know the, the gang of five we got from new york at toronto that's a so, strong core group 100%. Uh, but we also have a good amount from ireland and england um and and, and a good pair from uruguay so mm -hmm. i mean if you're a Lent fan of leinster rugby you're going to know the names carney and mccarthy yep. they're here they're fantastic guys they're really excited to be here uh michael hand a guy that just played with the u.s in, in fiji in the up and coming seven stuff he's a an unknown, so to speak, but he he's he's a machine. I think he's a guy that's going to surprise a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We picked up a guy named Fridge, you know. So in Chicago, if your name is Fridge, oh, you yeah. are a fan favorite automatically. Yep. And he is a unit. He's big boy, and we're really excited to have him. Um, obviously, we got some, you know, a lot of guys on the USA Eagle team, you know, returning. You know, Luke Cardi's a guy there. He's played there. Um, you know, so we retained a lot of great players from, you know, despite a three and 13 season, you know, a lot of guys could have bailed. A lot of guys got called from other places, wanted to go. Um, yeah. And I think part of it is, you know, being in Chicago, uh, you know, there's a lot to do in the off season. So we had, you know, three or four guys coaching here. So, you know, nice. Charlie Abel stayed, he coached the South side Irish. 
Patty Ryan coached the West Side Condors. Luke Wright, you know, coached the Midwest winning uh, Silverback team. They were the Midwest champions. That was Luke State. So he stayed to do that. You know, we got a lot played club rugby, like, you know, Sid Shoup, Fred, you know, Sam Perry, Tanashi, they all stayed and played club rugby for the D1 teams here in the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, we added, just added Will McGee to the staff who took Indianapolis to a Midwest championship. So, you know, nice. we're very fortunate um, to have, you know, those reasons to stay around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, any group of backs that includes Billy Meeks, Julian Dominguez, and Marco Keefe. You know, it's a hell of a lineup. Anybody, okay. Yeah. So I can have to say, you know, those three are back. And, right. you know, you know, so, you know, people should be ready because, you know, I can still feel some of Julian's hits on running over people last year. And obviously, <laughs> Billy's just a magician on the field. So, 100%. And Mark is now healthy. So, you know, we're really excited. So, I mean, you know, that's sort of the core returning guys. I mean, it's kind of terrifying how well you guys are established with the, the roster. You know, I mean, you guys have some killers absolutely yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. So it yeah. once it all comes together, you got to watch out for Chicago for sure. I know Bozo, yeah. uh, I'm sure, is either watching this right now or will be watching this very soon. Yeah. Uh, he was fired up about you guys and had you guys beating the entire world last year. And, of course, it yeah. didn't shake out that way. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, including myself and Bozo, are really, really high on Chicago based on the retentions that you guys have and the, the pieces that you've put together with outside guys coming in you guys are going to be really really scary this year and, and might be contenders for the entire championship the boys are fit they worked out hard on their own off season yep you know they just put some ridiculous bronco times up on monday for their their thing just you know big old unit guys running you know four thirties four forties i mean it's ridiculous wow. they had you know five guys under 420 or something like that that's I mean, crazy they are fit they all took the off season Really hard. I think that the one, if the league needs to remember, you know, think of one thing. Every player on this team thinks there's unfinished business from last year. Love that. They left that last game with you know the the two wins in a row at the end, saying, "Damn, you know, we left. We we didn't, you know, we didn't do it." And they came back. You know, they turned down much more lucrative offers. Some of these big hitters and said, "No, no, no. I got things to do in Chicago, and we're going to get it done this year." And That's so, great. You know, unfinished business, I think, is, is a lot of people. A lot of people. Had some injuries last year. Didn't feel like they, they did their best. They worked double time in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you'll see a big difference. Um, you know, not really something that we were going to talk about, but I really appreciate Chicago embracing that Irish heritage that you guys have in that city. Yeah. Now, Boston has it as well, but we only have one Irish player. So I'm, you know, it's one of those things that people look at the Free Jacks and say, it's kind of strange that we don't have a lot of UK or Irish talent coming over here. Obviously, you know, our back room and our, our GM is, you know, New Zealand based or South African based. Yeah. All We appreciate all those guys coming over here, but it would make a lot of sense i think from a market standpoint to have more of those guys and i think that's something that chicago does really well i think you guys have some ownership as well from ireland so it's very very cool to see that and i yeah. wish the free jacks would do that more that's just me that's just me talking yeah, to Bill harris of course yeah, yeah but yeah that's me uh for sure let's talk about uh i know that you're gonna be making the trip up to uh fort quincy once again yeah. because the schedule changed you weren't yes. able to make it previously but now That's you're right. able to so yeah. just give us your impressions of last season at the, the tailgate and at fort quincy the fan atmosphere are you looking forward to that again oh yeah i would definitely be there um mm-hmm. last year was my favorite road trip by far and i yeah. think um you know, uh, obviously, you know, I went to college there. I went to Boston College. My older two kids went to Boston College. I have a lot of friends there. So it's, nice. it's always a special place for me. Uh, we're going to bring a large crew again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, one of the things I like there is, you know, there's a lot that you guys do with fan engagement, with the community stuff on game day 
that, yeah. you know, frankly, you know, we're trying to copy and just steal. Yeah, we'll give <laughs> you credit where it's due, but you did a great job. It, it's you can feel it's a different vibe of your game than most of the other ones. You really can tell. So whoever is doing is doing a great job. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have the largest tailgate space, but it's a great tailgate. Right. I mean, yes. we're doing keg stands at ours. You guys are serving swordfish. So yeah. Something else, and really very friendly people. We had a great time there, and it was really great, and we really enjoyed it. But but you're doing a lot of great stuff that that obviously you're telling other teams this is how you you get it. Um, you know, you right. got a packed stadium, so it's it's a really we had a really great time. I think um, you know, I know some of the owners, uh, you know, from from Golden Eagle events, and so right. um, I wasn't coming in cold, but you know, it was good, it was good, and um. You know, I think one of the things that we're hoping this year, um, you know, we're, we're starting a hound social side. So we're going to get, you know, fans nice. that are going to band together for, you know, people and then go to away games and and, and find games before. So we have one in Miami already. We're going to play a Fort Lauderdale D2 team. We're bringing a bunch of miscreants down, you know. Incredible. They're going to pay their own way to go down there. The hounds are going to lend them their last year jersey. We're going to play some team and then run into the stadium. That's and incredible so for a team now for Boston. We have, you know, Miami and NOLA, you know, penciled in already. Right. Um, we'll probably try to do more. So I got to start twisting arms. You know, maybe I'll call Mags up and say, look, <laughs> find somebody to play before the game. Uh, but we'll get a team, you know, get some of our fans to come to the away games. Super um, cool. We got some really, you know, we got some really good fans and, you know, our, our club season's in the fall. So the spring is all fun. So most people, you know, go go away somewhere at least once on a little mini tour in the U.S. So right. that's what we're pitching as, you know. U23, come to Boston. We're going to play a game against somebody we find before, and then we're going to run in and watch the Hounds play, and we're not going to shower or anything. We're just going to sit there, drink beer, and, you know, have a great time. And and I think we can get that done. Um, again, we got so many clubs, it's not hard to find players. Right. So, But, exactly. but Boston's definitely the high, will be the highlight. Charlotte's second because it's my birthday weekend. So, you know, I got to – Perfect. Of course, I got to play then. But it's good. Yeah. I think you know, it's a good way to get our fans engaged, get them to the games, and, and um, you know, and it's good to have, you know, 50 fans at an away game. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, absolutely. We had a good amount of fans there, so we were excited. And you know, um, you know, it's a little tough for your place because you sell it out, so there's not much room. But some of the stadiums, fifty makes a difference. It's oh, hundred percent. All together and they yell together. Actually, they can be louder uh, than some of the people. We had that experience in Atlanta last year for sure. Um, yep. They were late yep. getting into the game, and we had a game before the Hounds game with a local club went down to play. So we had fifty, hundred people there before they did, and you know, the beginning of the game was much louder for us. And, um, that's a very similar experience that we've experienced going down to DC with just four of us. We were, we were louder than their entire, uh, you know, fan base there, which was pretty yeah. incredible, but not very surprising, but it is what it is. You know, well, I hope they uh, get some better you know, luck at their new stadium. I've heard 100%. good things. I heard yep. you can actually get there on the train. So yep. good for them. And not that the other one was bad, but it was, you know, that, that was a hall. It was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like a lovely pitch, but, um, but yours is great. I mean, it's small, it's compact. You sell it out. Um, yep. You know, that area of the city is lovely and um, yeah, really excited to go back there. Very cool. Excited to host you guys. It's going to be awesome. I think this whole idea of like a, a traveling team to yeah. go with that, that's fantastic. And giving them the last year's kits, how cool is that? Yeah. So I think that's something that other teams should copy. I know a lot of teams look at what the Free Jacks do and see the the success and community based, um, you know, yeah. building everything up that way. And I, obviously very, very cool that you guys are trying to copy that and that's uh, that's really cool but i think that's we one thing anybody at our state because you know i i'm in charge my one of my only jobs i, I get at the houses is i'm in charge of the three fields before the game so if okay. somebody from some other team says hey we're going to bring a team yeah. i'll find them a team to play Love and it. they can play and run in the stadium and you know do the same thing we're doing i mean you know it's good for everybody 
That's that. Uh, that's a great way to put it. It's good for everybody. You get the opposing fans there, the opposition fans. I mean, with this yeah. country being so big, that's one of those things. It's kind of an incentive. You can go there. You can watch the game afterwards. You get to play a team that you're not familiar with. Yeah. All that brotherhood, all that sort of yeah. stuff. That's so cool, man. I think that should be uh, replicated throughout the league. You guys yeah. are doing a fantastic job there in yeah. Chicago. Um, second to last thing here. Yep. What is your official prediction, your way too early official prediction for your Chicago Hounds in terms of wins and losses oh. in 2024? This is the big one. Yeah, that's it's tough. I was thinking about this the other day. I think, you know, really, I, I wish you'd asked me this question on February 16th because <laughs> we play San Diego in a scrimmage that day. Okay. So, you know, in San Diego, Chula Vista, down at the Olympic Training Center. So I'll really know then. Yeah. Uh, we'll certainly be much better last year. I, I don't, you know, I expect us to be in the playoffs. And, um, the, I don't know the exact number yet, but it's going to be significantly higher than three. Okay. And on February 16th, I, I'll, I will give a good number, but um, but I, I'm feeling I'm feeling much more positive. But I, you know, I'd like to see the guys get a run out because then I'll know the chemistry and that mm-hmm. they know if they've melded together and they're looking good, then then it's going to be a good year. But I, I expect them to be in the playoffs. Fair enough. But for the graphic feel, you know, this whole the whole point of the show is for me to make crappy graphics to put on the yep. internet. If I had to, you know, squ- you know, twist your arm a little bit, what is going to be the win loss for the Hounds this year? I have a number in my head. I don't know if you want me to throw it out there. What I think you well, guys it's are not going to be in the single digits. No, so of course. Which double digit number it is. Um, I think 10 and 6 would be very, very respectable for you guys, and that will get you into the playoffs. It'll be respectable, but that's lower than what I'm thinking. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love that. Love yes. that optimism, yes. man. Good for exactly. you. So Okay. Um, closing thoughts for the Rangers out there, for the Free Jacks fans. What do you got to say to them? Well, you know, I think, you know, you, 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 are, you are the target for everybody, right? So yep. if you don't feel like you got a target on the back, you should start thinking that because right now it's, you know, not only off the field, but but on the field, you know, you guys put, put, put great stuff together, I think. You know, everyone should be envious of of what you do on game day, winning as well as winning with the fans. So yep. you're winning on and off the field. So I think, you know, you have double targets on your back. Uh, one of them out of jealousy. The other, you know, we just want to win instead of you. But, you know, sure. we'd love to replicate your success other things. So, um, so that's one. And I think, too, is that, you know, you should be circling that date in Chicago. Everybody should be making making a pilgrimage to Chicago. Yeah. We will host you well. We'll give you your own area, the whole parking lot. You know, you'll be right next to our tailgate guys, and you know, you can do what you want, and we can give you whatever pointers you want to do stuff in Chicago for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, anytime anybody needs anything, let me know. I've already got a few of the fans I know contacted me. We're planning stuff already, so but, you know, we love we love hosting people, and you know, we're very proud of our city. So. Yeah, and it's a great city, guys. If you've never been to Chicago, I highly recommend making that trip out there uh, for the away trip to Chicago because it is a fantastic city. Great people, very welcoming, um, and, yeah, just a fantastic stadium as well. Chicago is a great organization, guys. If if you're not convinced by this, just watch them this year. They're going to do very, very well in MLR. Mm -hmm. They've done a fantastic job putting everything together to this point. And, you know, Phil, you're – an excellent representative of the Chicago Hounds franchise. And I appreciate you being on here as our Chicago correspondent. I'm going to say one word. You don't have to join in, but you can, if you want to, there's one word that we say at the end of this, and it's three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah.